join us if you dare. It's movie night at your drive-in of terror. Each week, you'll hear about one campy movie for a laugh. One terrifying feature sure to scare your pants off. And one kid-friendly scare for the little ones. Or not-so-little ones needing a little less terror. The show's about to start. Get comfy and sit down in front. Oh, and one more thing. This episode contains spoilers. Consider yourself warm. Enjoy the show, if you're brave enough. Take it away, Tom. Hi guys, I'm Tom here with my good friend Shay, and we'd like you to pull on into our drive-in of terror for season two, episode number 19 of the Scare Your Pants Off It's a Movie Night podcast. In tonight's episode, our fright-filled feature is Freaks. So grab your snacks and we'll kill the lights. Number 19. Wow. That's insane. I, I know, I know. So how are you? I'm I'm really good. I I would just like I want to let the audience in on a little a little something that I'm I'm noticing and um so today you are wearing a ghostbuster shirt. Mhm. And I would like to tell you that you have very very narrowly escaped my wrath for wearing <laughs> that shirt because you have watched afterlife yeah. and i just i just wanted to point that out i don't recall seeing it on you before that so i don't know if like maybe that was something that was in your head because i'm a, i'm a little bit of a i know <laughs> i know i poke fun a lot but um <laughs> i'm glad that you are wearing that after or i noticed that you're wearing that after you watched afterlife because um you would not have lived that down for this entire episode. I know, I know. No, I, it's one of these, I think I've worn it uh, when we're recording because it's kind of one of my bum around the house shirts. Um, it's, it's, it's very big on me and stuff. And I have a few, it's like, and honestly, it's, it, I don't even really notice. I've had this conversation with our, our mutual friend, Roy, because he's talking about, oh, t-shirts and, you know, he's like, yeah, I like t-shirts, like the ones you wear, you know, stuff. And I'm like, dude, honestly, it's like, I go to Walmart and when they're like $3, I just pick up a bunch and don't, it's like, I have a Nirvana one that I bum around the house. I'm not the biggest Nirvana fan, but it's just, but yeah, this is comfortable. And yes, Afterlife was excellent, by the way. I think we've talked about it. Since, yes, we but, have. Uh, it's such, such a good, uh, a good film uh like whatever come back to that series it was they did a really 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 great job and then the whole harold ramus stuff oh. was just yeah it was very very pulled at the heartstrings and uh yeah so have you uh what's new anything watched anything good done anything cool well, or so not not too much i'm still kind of like on a writing kick um but uh, speaking of ghostbusters though actually reminded yeah. me um, the next one is confirmed, and Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd are both confirmed to be in it. Nice. Oh, and a lot, so they're gonna let Bill Murray. I mean, I know he's been catching a lot of flack. Yeah, that's name. that's what it seems. So I I'm not sure I'm not sure how they're gonna go about it, but it, yeah, I'm. I I, I don't feel awesome. like it would be the same without him. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I agree. And I love Bill Murray. I mean, I do not, if the reports are true, I do not condone behavior like that, but no. I cannot take away from the fact that the, guy, the man is a genius. I mean, yeah. And in many senses of that word, the comedic acting, he's just, he's just fantastic. So, oh, that's, that's very, very exciting. Nice. He is, he is in, he is in more of like my like really high ranked comfort or like must watch whatever movies like Scrooge every Christmas. I have to watch Scrooge. Yeah. At least twice. Cause he, he cracked up. We just, we actually were, we we're recording in February. So we just passed Groundhog Day. I love that movie. Such it's, a good one. it's a stupid movie, but I love it. <laughs> so good. I love it too. He has done a lot of those. Yeah, that's a great point. I didn't thought about it like that, but those sort of must watch and in those movies that you can watch a hundred times and find new stuff. And yeah, and, I mean, what about Bob? So oh good. It's when he's is, eating, I can't, I can't deal with his face. He just, he kills me when she's eating, when he's eating her chicken, like her, her fried chicken. Oh my God, I can't even deal with it. Uh, were you a fan of Lost in Translation? Um, yes. I mean, I it was not my favorite, but yeah. I I, I really liked the film, and I thought he was I thought he was really good. And I know some people didn't like it or didn't like him in it, even though like I think he was almost up for some awards on it. I thought he was really really good on it. Oh, but he's yeah. he's amazing in everything. Even if the movie's not like out of, out of the park, it's he's amazing in everything. Yeah. Garfield. Was he in that? Right? Wasn't he in that? A... Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> All he's right. in what movie is he in? He's in a he's in a somewhat newer movie. Well, it's not really newer anymore, but he's in a movie with um Melissa McCarthy and he plays like um he plays like kind of the the, the asshole neighbor. Ooh, I don't know if I know this. <sighs> I if I remember I'll I'll bring it up in another episode. But that, if you if you I if you look it up, just look up Melissa McCarthy and in, in uh, Bill Murray movies and it, whatever it is, it's it's a great movie. But you know what else he's in that like I don't know a lot of people have seen because it's, it's I find it to be very underrated and some who have seen it maybe don't love it, but I liked it. City of Ember. I don't think I've seen that. I'm not even going to go into detail. Look it up and, and honestly give it a chance. If, if it's if the storyline seems like it's something that's going to grab you, give it a chance because I actually found it to be really, really cool. Oh, oh yeah, I'm definitely going to have to give that a, 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 a check out because I, yeah, I don't, I don't think, and it could be one of those that I pop it on and then I, I remember that I did see it, but it just, yeah. it doesn't ring a bell. I mean, and you can't not just talk about Zombieland. Oh, and, it's just yeah. it's like just his cameo in Zombieland, so fucking good. It just oh god, it was yeah. It was it's still like the shortest shortest cameo in a movie, buddy. It's one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. It, yeah. it was perfect. It really was. Ah, Bill Murray, it's great. He is great. All right. Well, do you have a campy film? <laughs> For those looking for a laugh, it's time for the campy. I do. I so friggin' okay. First of all, I'm so excited to talk about this movie. Yes, I'm excited to talk about every movie, but I'm <laughs> excited about it. I have a problem with this movie though. 
I'm going to talk about Dawn of the Dead from 2004. And my problem with this movie is how the crap is it almost 20 years old? I know. I That's know. not okay. But <laughs> it's, it's the harsh reality of the situation is this movie is almost 20 years old. Yeah. Wow. And I still remember when it it's like, uh, Getting old. <laughs> yep, apparently. And this is, well, this. these are the times that we remember it the most. We're like, oh yeah, this movie came out like five years ago. Nope, it came out almost 20 years ago. So, all right. <laughs> anyway, so the this movie's opening scene, this is one of those movies that grabs you from the beginning. I, I love horror movies. And sometimes, sometimes I feel like some movies wait a little too long to let the cool stuff start to happen. I used to have a rule with campy movies. And it's you got 20 minutes and I need to see a death. My bodies need to start falling. I need it. Mm -hmm. I need there to be blood or gore or something pivotal to the story needs within 20 minutes. Or I'm a little lost. But I get it. Dawn of the Dead, the opening scene is a couple first thing in the morning. They're just waking up. They're still in bed. And a neighbor girl is in their room. They weren't super surprised by it, so it kind of shows that there was probably already an established relationship. Maybe she babysat or something like that. And she's, like, facing a little bit away. But when she turns and the camera takes in her whole, whole face, she is zombified. She is not the little girl anymore. And she lunges at the guy and she attacks him and she, like, she eats him. <laughs> <laughs> this scene is so, it's literally the opening scene of this movie. And and that's it. Once you've seen it, you're in. You you're now you now can't stop watching. Um, the wife manages to get away and realizes that her entire neighborhood and she lives in Milwaukee is is overrun by zombies. And eventually, you find out it's not just her neighborhood. Uh, she runs into a local group of people who are heading to the mall to take shelter. One of these people happens to be none other than Ving Rhames. So if good. there's a zombie movie and I hear Ving Rhames is in it, I'm watching it. Yep. I'm with now, you on that. He's so good. So good. Um, he interrogates her a little, basically, to make sure she's not a threat. And then they head to the mall. And that's, you know, that's where a good chunk of the story takes place. In this movie, you're going to see um, you know, a zombie baby. Uh, just really great makeup. A lot of, really a lot of things. But uh, you, like I said, you have Mackay uh Ving Rhames, Mackay Pfeiffer, um, Theo Rossi's in it. Now, Ty Burrell's in this. You know who Ty Burrell is, right? Oh, yes. Phil Dunphy from Modern Family. Now, the first time I saw this movie, I didn't really know who Phil Dunphy is. Now that I have watched Modern Family it's in its entirety, and I love that show, and I love Phil, and he's such a great dad, and he's just like a bumbling goofball, and he's very sweet. In in Dawn of the Dead, he's he's very much not appropriate for Phil Dumphy. So just <laughs> if, if you've never seen it before, and he's like, oh, Phil Dumphy, I love that guy. Um, he, <laughs> he is. Uh, this is not your. This is not your next door neighbor, Phil Dumphy. This is very much not. Not what you would expect to see from from Sweet Him, but uh, there is a some really cool things to talk about. Like I love when they transform vehicles in these horror movies, and they take the school bus and they like cut out the sides. It was honestly almost very Resident Evil feeling 
It was. That's great. And they cut the slits in the side for the chainsaws so they can like <laughs> get the zombies. It's like it's it's great. Um it's yeah, you're like I said, you're gonna see a zombie baby. You're gonna see the, the whole birth scene is <laughs> gross but great. And yeah. it's it's so well done. But I don't feel like a lot of people have seen this for the sheer fact that when they hear zombie movie in Ving Rams, they assume they've seen it, not realizing he's been in a bazillion. Yeah. If you don't recognize what I said for the opening scene of this movie, you have not seen it because you would remember. Mm-hmm. Go watch it. But yeah. that's it. That's what I got. So, I mean, I agree with you on uh, everything you said. Uh, what is your thoughts compared to the original Dawn of the Dead? Uh, have you, first of all, have you seen the original Dawn of the Dead? I have, I have, I have. Oh. So, I very much, I feel like there's a weird line for me, and more often than not, I do. I, I, I generally do prefer the original. And, but I feel like in this movie, uh, it was like 1970 something, like right around there, right? Mm-hmm. And it, <laughs> I, I did not love the original one, and it's very much the same kind of stuff it's very much it it very much follows the same story it's it's i did not love the original because it was maybe it okay you know what it felt like it it felt a little bit like a poorly done 70s pornography okay (laughs) with zombies i can i i can I can definitely see that just because in the that the the way it was filmed that 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 look of the film of you know uh, I could definitely definitely see this because for me I'm a huge Romero fan and yes. I love the whole the whole series um, seeing I even the I think I've seen all or almost all of them even the obscure ones like Diary of the Dead and Island oh, of the Dead yeah. but um. And Day of the Dead has always been my favorite. And I know it's not the most popular. Usually it's either Night of the Living Dead and then maybe Going to the Dead. But I always like Day of the Dead. Um, and I was nerd when I heard this coming out, I'm just like, oh no. Because, you know, we've had a lot of, there's a lot of reboots that aren't good and stuff or requels or whatever you want to call these, you know, um, remakes. And, um, but I thought it was really good to the, point of and i'm with you generally speaking the i like the originals better than whatever remake reboot reboot whatever you want to call it um but this i mean i don't know if i liked it better but it was right there with them you know it was it was definitely really really good um i'm so glad you brought up the bus uh because they just for me, that's kind of and and um, you're you know attributing it similar to Resident Evil, yeah, because that's immediately the thought that I got, especially with the sides open and the chainsaws coming out and stuff like that. Um, the baby scene, yes, gross. I mean, I have a tough time with birth scenes, um, no matter what, even yeah. when they don't go a lot. I just have a it, it goes back to high school. In high school, I had this. Uh, it was in health class and we, I remember it very we, oh. and, my, and my, my coach, he was also my coach, Mr. Kelly, he was great dude. And um, we had 
had a laser disc thing and the disc was like that big and it was i think after laser everybody knew too that laser discs were not going to become a thing <laughs> and we, somehow we ended up with one and we were watching a a birth for health class and mm -hmm. on a laser disc you can go forward and reverse and like you can play with the speeds in reverse and he our health teacher kept reversing the moment it, the baby popped out so it would pop out then pop back in then pop out and pop, and ever since then and they come out and they have that you know the milky thing film on them and uh, ever since then i have so queasy around like birth scenes oh, and everything yeah. like there's a lot of yuck in that in the whole process yeah yeah it's not elegant at all so the, adding the zombie to it it's definitely a but it's a great scene guys check it out yeah. and it's uh yeah this is this is a uh i had forgot that we had picked this as one of them uh until i started doing the research a couple weeks ago on on that for these episodes and stuff so yeah. i'm glad we did because it is it's it's a good one and like you said ving rains you how you can't go wrong with ving rains and <laughs> Phil Dumphy there. <laughs> it's once I once once Modern Family came into my life that there was a couple scenes in that movie with him that are not they're unsettling for me now because it's it's Phil. What's the plan, Phil? I I can't. I uh an admission I have maybe seen two or three modern family episode start to finish that's it and i know it's a good show i know it's funny i know it, it was you know a big hit and everything like that i don't know why it was just one of those it's not like it turned me off or anything like that just one of those that i didn't didn't watch for and i don't know why oh, yeah i think it's one of those i'm gonna go back and it's and, on hulu yeah and watch it i because there's there's nothing in it that I was like, I'm not going to like this. I mean, I like the cast. I mean, Ed O'Neill, how can you go wrong? You know, and uh, uh, the the woman there, I just had her name. She was in uh, Billy Madison. Sophia Vergara. Oh, no, Julie Bowen. Julie Bowen. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, so I'm definitely going to go back and watch that show now that I think about it. You're missing out, honestly. If if you have, you're, it's it's such a great show. And it's, and it's cool because it's a half hour. So. Yeah, it's great. Definitely gonna check it out. All right. Well, did we want to mention anything else about Dawn of the Dead? Not that I can think of. For those brave souls ready for a fright, it's time for the feature. All righty. Well, I have our feature this uh, this week, and I'm really excited about this. But as I was doing my research, I realized there could could be a little bit of confusion because there are multiple movies with this title, and um, so hopefully we're talking about the same one here. And I am. Oh God. So I I feel like I know what you're about to say, and I I feel like. I feel like we're about to prove, reiterate, maybe reprove or whatever, the point that we are meant to do this show together. Like we are meant for each other in this show. Yeah. Because I, in doing research, when you, 
you added it to the list. It was one of your choices to add to the list. And I immediately, my brain first went to 1930, 30 something, 32, 33, whatever it is. And that was immediately what was in my head. And then I'm like, oh yeah, there is another freaks. And I was, I was prepared if that was the one that you picked because I had already seen it. So, and it's a great movie. But which one did you pick? Okay. All right. So I am so glad you just said that because I did pick the 1932. So, and that is great. It does prove your point. Yes, we are meant to do this show together because, yeah, because I could have easily picked the 2018 version, which more people have probably seen that version too. Yep. Uh, and it's a, it's a good film. It's good. It's, it, I mean, you definitely give that one a shot. But for me and just sort of the importance of this film in cinema and just how scary it really is, like how viscerally scary it is that uh, it, I had to go with the 1932. But as I was researching, I'm like, ooh, I hope she, you know, and I almost texted you and I was like, no, nah, it'd be kind of fun to see if she did it on camera, if we're talking about the same one. So yeah. I am very glad. Um, so Again, yes, I am talking about the 1932 American pre-code horror film, Freaks, produced and directed by Todd Browning, starring Wallace Ford, Layla Hyams, Olga Baklanova, and Roscoe Atiz, or Ates. Um, and just, I said pre-code, and um, some of you might not, and if you do, I'm, uh, I apologize, but if you don't know, that, that means pre-Hayes Code. And the Hayes Code was something that came into widespread, uh, well, you know, uh, effect in 34. I believe it was passed in like 1931, and it's basically a morality code for Hollywood and what they could or could not show on film. And this was like right after basically prohibition. And there was the, you know, you had these, these, some people that, you know, a little holier than thou and only wanted like happy, uplifting stories showed. So you couldn't show homosexuality interracial relationships, super violence. Um, you couldn't portray a gangster in um, in a positive light. You could not show illicit drug use, including like marijuana or even alcohol. Um, you couldn't have toilets on screen. You couldn't flush a toilet on screen. You couldn't even hear a toilet flush sound on screen. Um, just this, it was a, a weird time in America. We've gone through some weird, weird times. Um, and th that was definitely a time. And, and in fact, if you did have these in the movies, they wouldn't be put out because they had to pass this code. But if you, you could, if you did put it out, whatever, you they could be arrested or detained and all this, again, big, big trouble for portraying any of those things that were not considered um moral at, of the time so it was pretty crazy uh just i wanted to give any but anybody that was curious a little little background on it so the film was actually based on a, a 1923 story called spurs um the film is very hey guys it's very short 64 minutes so it's only an hour and four minutes but it is creepy again it came out in um 
It came out in 1932. It didn't do very, uh, very much at the box office. It, about 30000 at the box office because it was like a $300,000-ish uh, budget uh, and made like three forty. So, um, and uh, yeah. So anyway, I'm going to get into a brief synopsis of it. And then uh, I'm purposely not going to go into uber, uber detail because I know a lot of you have uh, not seen it and you really should. This is this is an important film. It's actually, I, I forgot to mention, it's in the National Film Registry in the Library of Congress. It is considered uh, very historically important and vital to our uh, culture and, um, you know, community, whatever. So... Uh, all right, so the brief plot synopsis. When a trapeze artist named Cleopatra learns that circus midget Hans has an inheritance, she marries this lovesick, diminutive performer. All the while, she is planning to steal his, uh, his fortune and run off with her lover, the strong man, Hercules. Uh, when Han's friends and fellow performers, the other freaks, and yes, it's a very problematic term now, um, discover what is going on, they band together and carry out a brutal revenge that leaves Hercules and Cleopatra knowing what it is truly like, to what it truly means to be a freak. And guys, just so it's at the time and up until, you know, fairly modern times, you know, circus and carnivals and all that, they had something called the freak show. And that's what they referred to. You had the bearded lady, you had, you know, the 600 pound man, you might have somebody with no arms and legs called the torso. You might have, um, they would either call it a wolf man or a monkey man guy that um, suffered from that, where you grow hair all over your body. Yep. Um, you know, all those types of things. So it was, it was called a freak show and the performers were called freaks and yes now and, and they were usually treated not very humanely especially on some of these smaller carnival traveling carnivals and stuff and you know got paid very little or nothing at all and just got paid basically in food and and uh you know where they slept and stuff and room and board but um you know it only only like the super popular performers in those freak shows may be a little well off, but most of them weren't. And it was, it was a tough, it was a tough time. And unfortunately at the time, um, this is, was the only job that a lot of these people could get because they were, it wasn't as, in, and we're not a hundred percent there even yet, but it wasn't as inclusive as our society is today. We, you know, we don't look at them as freaks now or whatever. And, you know, but this often no other place would hire them. They couldn't get a job anywhere else. So they had to work as a as one of these freaks or circus performers. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, as I'm saying that, I realize it's a derogatory, but I'm just going by what the movie says. And guys, I'm purposely not keeping out a lot. It's um, because I know most of you haven't seen it and it's a super short film. If I talk too much about it, <laughs> I'll give away the whole thing. It's only an hour and four minutes. But, um, you know, as I said, they are, the friends are, you know, enacting their revenge plot and just something I just want you guys 
to I just want to just bring up there um you know they want to show them what it's like to be a freak and there is something in there and it's a human duck and it is wild and weird and just yeah so it's absurd like it's it, it is it yeah. is and how they go about it it's brutal and who it is it's so I don't want to give away too much on that, but uh, I hope it, it, if you're on the fence, I'm hoping the 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 term human duck entices you to <laughs> to uh, check this out because you know what? If it doesn't, nothing will. Yeah, it's true. If it doesn't, you have no soul. <laughs> None whatsoever. Um, yeah. So, guys, I can't say enough good things about this film. It is it is truly truly scary and like in, in the sense and uh in every sense of the word um your thoughts so okay i have a couple um first of all the torso when i was i, I saw this when i was younger yes uh, just it that haunted me he and that stuck with me for a long time because i saw it pretty young and um yes. it's yeah <laughs> also the duck same um one thing i want to say about this movie is it, it is like before you before you go into it know that i feel like especially giving it was a 1932 movie this movie is shockingly violent for being like and vividly shockingly yes. violent that is it, a great it's point. so graphic but it's it's a and honestly it's amazing and it's it really is it, it it's a must watch but I, I feel like even to today's standards like it it's 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 very vividly and shockingly violent it, it, but it's amazing that's a great great point it really it really is shockingly violent and grotesque for for a, a 1930s film it's um and that's i'm glad you brought that up too because it's like like you know we talk about these films and like the, like i always go back to rosemary's baby my mom seeing it in the theater and telling me how scary it was for the time and people walking out of the theater or you know and just all this it would just hasn't been seen but and i've watched it and it, it is a genuinely scary movie but like i don't know if it's because of my upbringing or the time that's passed i'm a little desensitized i, I don't consider it the series i i consider it a great film if they do rosemary babies one of the top horror films of all time and everything but i don't like consider it like viscerally scary no. or something yeah and that happens with a lot of films from that time it was just like oh yeah i can definitely see how at the time you know uh nothing like it had been seen um so it would be scary but in, by today's standards not so much but this one to your point what you had just brought up still to this day is one of those scary jarring films it it, it, it like that's what i remember watching and being like how jarring it was it was just like oh, what did i just watch like it just and yeah come out in 1932 crazy mm -hmm. great oh all right well did you want to add anything else before we get to a rating on it 
No, well, you know what stinks? Because I want to add a lot of things, but I, I, I really don't feel like enough people watch it, so I, I don't want to add anything because I, I need people to see it. I, nothing we're gonna say is is gonna better that experience, and I, I need people that are like really experience this movie. Yes, and please, guys. Uh, you know, I know this doesn't come out for a while and stuff, but if you do take our recommendation and check it out please leave a comment on a video or email us or something and tell us your thoughts. I'm really curious as to what people's thoughts are on this. I mean, I, I am on all our movies, obviously, you know, all the movies yeah. we talk about and everything like that. But I'm really, for this this film, curious to see what people, if you haven't seen it, what you think of it, because it is it's wild. Um, all right, so the rating, I was going back and forth. Um, but let's do it out of torsos. <laughs> All right. Okay. I like it. I like it. Okay. So I think I'm going to land somewhere between a seven and a seven and a half torsos. Cause it's, I, it's one of the rare movies from back then. That I, I genuinely still feel like it, it, like when you watch it, it holds today. It, it, it does. It, it's, it hasn't diminished with age and it's scary and it yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a seven and a half i think nice so, yep i like it so for me this one was tough for me um and i don't always do this when i'm thinking about movies but i'm also thinking about its historical importance and all that so i'm actually gonna go and go pretty high for myself and I'm going to give it a nine because of how genuinely scared I was by it and wow. it's importance to the thing. And I, I know that might not be super consistent with my scale. Um, but I think it's okay to have an outlier here and there on it. Yeah. Uh, I agree. It's, uh, yeah, just there's something there's something about this movie that has always stuck with me since the first time I saw it. It's just always, always stuck with me. I, and uh, yeah, hmm. nine. That is, you know what? I I'm impressed. <laughs> I'm impressed by this movie even more now. Like it's, I'm tempted to up my own rating <laughs> because of what you just rated it. Because you don't you don't do that. No, I don't normally. I and don't. Wow. But yeah, there's something about this movie that, yeah, it's really stuck with me. Nope. Perfect. I, that's, yeah. Go watch it, guys, honestly. Yes, please, please. All right. Well, you have a family slash kids film. For the <coughs> little ones, it's time for the kids scare. I do. So this movie is fantastic. And I want to tell everybody listening every detail of this movie, but I'm not going to because it came out in 2021. So it's not even that old. It's on Netflix. And I don't want to spoil this movie. I'm literally going to give you a little bit of a brief plot and tell you to go watch it because it's new enough that you probably haven't. And if you have you don't need me to tell you. You already know how good it is. So, uh, night. It's called Night Books. It's one word. N i g h t b o o k s. One word. From 2021, and it is currently on Netflix. I feel like it's probably going to be there for quite some time because it's been there for a while. 
Um, it's about this young boy, and he's a little bit of an outcast, but he writes horror stories. Like, and and I and I love that because if, um, if you knew me as a kid, you would know that that was me as a kid. I wrote the scary stories, and um, and like I remember being like six ish seven ish years old and I, and I could I could write and read pretty young and I used to write these stories about these monsters that would would uh, sneak into your sneak into like kids rooms and tickle them to death and I don't know why but that's what I, I wrote about. I freaking love that I, I know it's tough to see me I'm in a weird room so my half my body's in the camera and uh, I just got the biggest smile on my flag and like I love that <laughs> Well, I'm glad. So, um, but anyway, so this little boy is, is I, I think he had a little piece of my heart because I feel like he was a lot like me as a kid. Uh, he feels a little down on himself. He's not really feeling super confident. So he decides he's going to destroy all of his stories and he, he's going to give it up because he's weird or which is a good thing. Honestly, I hear weird and I take it as a compliment. I know I'm weird. People think I'm weird, but I like being weird. Um, he runs into this witch who kind of lives it's hard, a little hard to explain but she kind of lives in like like in a like a magic apartment in his apartment building again it's a you have to see it it's a yeah. little odd to explain but she basically finds kids and takes them to her magic apartment and if they don't have something to offer her she turns them into something and i'm not going to tell you what because if you don't know i'm not going to spoil it but she turns them into something else and she has him like on this magical grip and she's like well what can you offer me and he and he thinks and it's really sad actually because he's thinking he's like well i have nothing to offer you i'm not special i'm not this i'm not that and he catches a glimpse of his of his uh, stories on the floor and he goes well i write scary stories and she's like oh okay perfect and she she takes him and and she demands that every single night he have a new story for her so he's she's pushing him to keep writing when he was like on the verge of giving up and she wants to know why he was going to get rid of his stories and he eventually kind of has to explain that to her and um one fun twist that she threw in without telling him is that she doesn't like happy endings so when he gives her one she, he's there are consequences for it so i'm not going to go into any more detail because i genuinely i genuinely need you to watch this movie if you haven't and i feel like you probably haven't so check it out netflix night books from 2021 i am so glad like i i'm glad that you didn't give a ton of detail because i do think it's again being so new 2021 and yeah. you know how much there is out there right now that i think has been an underlooked film Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that's uh, 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 it was a really good idea that you didn't give a ton of detail because it it is a very very good one. Um, and uh, what do you think of for like an age range? I, honestly, six, maybe seven. Like I, I'd say, obviously everybody judge for yourself, but I'd say six or seven. What about you? So my, it's funny you said that because I immediately, you know, I don't know why, I just went six popped in my head. Six, six years old seemed, seemed like to me, uh, but I always question myself because like 
you and I, we, we grew up at a different time where, you know, we were watching, you know, maybe more adult. It wasn't as strange for kids yeah. to watch more adult things, you mm-hmm. know, like I grew up watching R-rated film. It just, different times, you know, that's all, you know, it, so, but I definitely, I feel like six is definitely doable. Six years old. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's, it's a good one, guys. It's, um, again, if you're looking for something good on a Friday night to watch with the family or, or anytime, really. But um, this was definitely, definitely a good one. Well, all right. Well, um, was there anything else we wanted to discuss? Well, I, I feel like we're at the point actually really quick. Um, so we are uh, episode 19 right now, and we only have a couple more. And then we have one special singular movie episode coming at the end. But then we're going to actually have a surprise. Uh, I'm not going to tell you, but at this point, I feel like we can start teasing you about it and uh, taunting you with it. So there will be a surprise after the finale that uh, I'm hoping... We're all, we're both hoping that you're gonna love. So yeah, I can't wait. It's I I, I think it's gonna be awesome. And if you're a fan of ours and like what we've been doing for the last two seasons or so, um, I think you really really kind of like like what we got in store. So yep. I, I yeah, I'm glad you teased it because I've been excited to do that, but I don't want to because it's, you know whatever. And so. Yes, it's. I feel uh, like it's safe to now. I feel like I feel like we can start taunting our listeners now. So, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of a lot of fun. And if you know anything about our personalities, it it it's right in line with that. So mm-hmm. it's uh, yes, can't can't wait for that. All right, well, thanks for joining us, guys, and make sure to meet us at the snack bar next week when The Conjuring. Oh, I can't wait. The Conjuring, Conjuring House from Rhode Island. I live in Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be on the big screen. So until then, guys, sweet dreams. Thanks. See you later. As always, thank you for listening. Feel free to reach out to your hosts by email at scareyourpantsoff9.com at gmail.com or find us on Facebook. Be sure to like, subscribe, and turn on notifications wherever you get your podcasts. If we haven't scared you away yet, you're our kind of people. So check under your bed and keep your feet under the covers and those closet doors shut. (laughs) Until next week, my friends.